going on? It's the Film Drunk Frockcast coming at you not live, partly from the Frock Quarters in San Francisco, partly from a car that's speeding down the five, and partly... Yo, 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 what's up? I'm down the five, bitch. That's, that's Matt Lieb, LA slash LA Matt. Uh, you're not quite LA Matt yet. Yeah, right now I'm about, I'm like Bakersfield, Matt. What's up, my motherfuckers? Yeah. Bye, power. And we got Joe Sinclitico coming at you yeah. from a living room in Culver City. Yo, live on my Microsoft Surface Pro. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, you got that Surface Pro? Hell yeah, dude. Did That's it. Tight. Can you, do you make art with it? Uh, no. But I touch it. Uh, well, that's good. I don't actually have a that's service. Good. I'm calling for my iPhone. Oh, that's lame, bro. <laughs> Yo, what you I do? Yeah, I love that electoral college. Yeah, we're gonna. Oh, dude. I, I mean, we're gonna try. I mean, do we try not to talk politics? I, I was gonna. Why would we try not to talk about politics? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me, that's the only reason. Now, I was like, I'll be phoned that while I'm driving on the five, trying not to die, smelling cow shit. Yeah, I'll front as long as we talk about the travesty election <laughs> that just happened. Yeah. America! I said, why? I said try, and you said we weren't going to succeed. Yeah. Yeah, you knew what was going to happen. This is all, this is all planned. <laughs> you knew there's no way you could. Why? Joe. Yeah. Yo. Joe, why did America vote for the bad man? I don't know. You know what's so hilarious, though, is like, me and my friend are currently in a Facebook thread where we're just basically trolling this this Trump dude. Uh, (laughs) And... This is why we have Trump is because people like you were trolling Trump voters and now they No, 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 but the best part is the best part is I love how everybody they go they go you know they're not all racist and you go right 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 this dude just called us we're both Italian he just called us wops nobody has used the term <laughs> wop I've never been called a wop in my entire life like no one has used the term wop until 2016 Trump presidency, WAP is back now. You know holy what I mean? Like, shit. how deep Italian. does the racism have to go? I love where you're like, I still Italians fucking hate Italians. Italians. I love Italians aren't white anymore. That's funny. I love That's all racial great. slurs for Italians. I'm trying to decide like which one would be the most old timey. Like, is WAP more old timey than Dago or or <laughs> Guinea or, or Guinea greaser? Yeah. No idea. I feel like Dago just, is yeah, the most old-timey. I think WAP feels like uh, something that was going on, like an acceptable term in the 50s. Like back when, when doo-wop was a thing, <laughs> you could call someone a WAP because it was a music genre. Yeah, my but this, this, this guy did me a huge favor because now I don't, I, now I don't have to check my privilege because I've been a victim of racism. Yeah, you've been excised oh, yeah. from white privilege. I think my favorite use of WAP came in The Untouchables uh, when it was um, when it was Sean Connery saying it, and he sort of pronounced it like it had an H in it when he was like, he was like the good guy Irish <laughs> cop, and he's like, you dirty WAP. <laughs> you pronounce it like whip. Yeah, Wh- yeah, whop. 
Come at me, you whack. Um, so Matt, I don't know about I don't know about you, but I don't I don't know who to be mad at. So I'm I'm kind of like mad at everyone. Like I'm. I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm mad at Hillary. I'm mad at all the Hillary supporters. Uh, yeah. I'm mad at the DNC. I'm mad at the pollsters yeah. who I feel like have never gotten it this wrong before. Like made us feel so good. I feel, I, I feel like um, we learned something very important about polling. What are you? Are you fucking tagging a wall right now? What is that? What is that, a spray can of fucking spray paint? Who, me? Yeah, you. Yeah. Is that what it sounds like? I yeah. was eating pretzels. <laughs> well, it sounds exactly like a spray paint. Doesn't matter. The point is, is that we learned that polls, uh, that sometimes people uh, choose a candidate so fucking ridiculously bigoted and misogynistic that people... Don't want to tell the pollsters who they're voting for. Because I tell you, the, the, the method that a lot of people like Nate Silver and shit like that would use to, to get these polls, I mean, he, he, he had a pretty good method, it seemed like, but I think this is the one election where people were like, fuck you, Jew, <laughs> I ain't going to tell you. And then they voted for Trump. Clearly, people just were not saying who they wanted to vote for. Yeah. And I, I, that's got to that's got to be it. That's got to be it. Somebody was saying, I, or I think Nate Silver was trying to spin it on Twitter, and he was basically saying, well, it, you know, the raw data was accurate, but I guess what they, they don't publish the raw data. They take the raw data, and then right. they, 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 you know, they basically use some type of, you know, algorithm that's based on what they think, you know, whatever right. the fuck is going on. Whatever factors, yeah. I mean, maybe the answer is the public. Uh, who knows? I mean, that guy was that guy's just getting fucking hammered so hard. It's hilarious. I know um, it's weird. I feel bad blaming him specifically uh, because, like, he did such a good job in the previous elections yeah, <laughs> that but, we're just like, what the fuck's wrong with the crystal ball oracle? Well, yeah, but he also you know? he also like put his. He also guaranteed that Trump wouldn't be the nominee. So, like, maybe we should have seen it coming right. a little better. I feel like the worst part about this is just how sure everybody was that Trump was going to yep. lose, and and we were already like, I was, we were already like dancing on his grave. No, you have no idea. We fucking at AJ Plus, uh, we hired a mariachi band, <laughs> and we were going to be like, when Clinton wins, you play. Do you know how sad a sad mariachi band is <laughs> when they find out that they don't play? That is, it is the saddest thing when you're like, Yo, Lo Siento, but the bad man is going to win. And they just went home. Yeah. It was, no one saw it coming. Yeah. It was, it, it's just, the only people who saw it coming were people who, I don't even think they actually saw it coming. I think they were just saying that. Like, there's a lot of conservative radio hosts and fucking, like, even Fox I, News I really was think, like, really? I think Trump didn't see it coming, dude. He looked he looked like he didn't even want to win when he gave his, uh, his yeah. fucking acceptance speech. Like, he was kind of like, fuck, yeah. I, I guess I gotta do this shit now. I guess I'm president now. Yeah, this was all just so his brandy could go up, and now he has to learn what it's like to be president. And it's gonna be fucking terrible if yeah be, and that's the thing it was gonna be fucking terrible with hillary clinton too but just 
just as a nation, the symbolic nature of not voting for a demigod like Trump would have been nice enough. I'd have, I'd have been like, okay, I know that we won't stoop to that level. But we did it. We stooped. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's we said, why... That's because I, I don't have no I have no idea what he's gonna do policy wise because I don't think he knows what he's gonna do policy wise and he, and the things he said he no are like clue. are like different every time but for me like the the worst part about it is just just the like what we look like in the world that we're oh, that we God. elected that we elected this fucking reality show host that's never held oh. public office before I dude mean, I was oh, to me in that movie. The arrival last night, and yeah. there were several times where they just someone uttered the word president, and I would think, oh, they're talking about Donald Trump. Like I was having so much time <laughs> fun watching the movie, and then I go, oh my god, they're talking about Donald Trump, and I would just get embarrassed. Yeah, you know, like oh, he doesn't so belong in this world. It's very embarrassing, and it is like a step into the unknown because every time I try to console myself, I'm like, you know, George W. Bush was a fucking idiot, too, or, you know, Ronald Reagan was a fucking idiot, too. But here's the thing. Like, we've had these idiot ideologues before, and both of them had held public office, and we've had, like, smart demagogues. I would say that Nixon is a smart demagogue. Uh, where yeah. they where they care about all- where they care about power a lot more than they care about any particular I- ideology, but we've never had like I mean, a you- dipshit demagogue before. Yeah, that's <laughs> the embarrassing part. We've got a dipshit demagogue. I mean, we've got we've got a guy who is so narcissistic and so up his own ass that I really all bets are off. All bets are off. Bro. And le- legitimately, like, may have never yeah. read a book. Legitimately, yeah. may have only ever read excerpts from Mein Kampf. He, he <laughs> likes he likes to study Hitler quotes, and then, you know what, Hitler. Uh, if you're if you're a historian or you're someone who likes politics and you want to, uh, sure. But like, if that's the only book he's read, other than All Quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> well, he said he read that one. I, do we really believe that he read either of those? Most of the people that know him are like. Most of the people that know him are like he didn't read those books. Come on. In between, in between, literally raping women <laughs> and trying somehow bankrupting a casino. I don't think he had time to sit and read all quiet on the Western Front. I just don't. I don't see him <laughs> in bed with a bedside table and a little lamp on with his little glasses and going like, "Oh, who's no bad? like no, he wasn't." No way. And by the way, in terms of book choices, I mean, if he had just, after that, said I also read Forrest Gump, like, he seems like a guy who would read the book version of Forrest Gump. Yeah. Yeah, oh just all the movies. Like, any movie he liked, he gets the novel version. <laughs> he, just, uh, he just makes the guess that it's also a book. <laughs> Dude, uh, well, uh, I, 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 there's, there's something that is really annoys the shit out of me of all these with all these people that are like well i don't think you should call them racists and idiots and you know they're not all idiots and and you're like they're just people that blah 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 blah. and you're like yeah but they fucking voted for the biggest con man at like maybe i mean yeah not yeah, just but, the biggest comment but the most obvious fucking con yeah, man but i've you know ever what? seen you know what like i'm kind of down with the uh 
like we've been we've been calling him a racist for a year and it's done no good and yeah, if you look I at the results fucking Trump Trump got he gained on he gained on Obama like 16 points like there was there were like 16% of people that were making under $30,000 a year that voted for Obama that that didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. So like, I don't, Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think Trump definitely made like a stronger appeal to, to the racial, the racial element, but, uh, Hillary Clinton fucked up. Like, Hey, maybe we shouldn't have nominated like the globalist, the, the, yeah. the globalist, like mainstream candidate. I mean, of course I've been saying that shit all along. So of course, of course I'm going to say, I told you so now, but come on, I fucking told you so. I'm, I'm not, really sure uh can you explain to me what globalism means because that's one of those things where i i I hear it and and i i well her husband her husband signed her husband signed nafta and she was she made a sort of show of being against the tpp like very late in the game after she was for it like she's she's very pro free trade and you know like free trade is one of those things where uh, like you'll point to the numbers and be like, oh, well, unemployment is down to like 5%, which is great. But like real incomes also haven't rose since like 99 right. or something like that. So like we have more right. jobs, but they're shittier jobs. And if you go to places in the Rust Belt, yeah, like their fucking jobs just moved away. And yeah, they're that, fucking that, pissed off. So what are you going to do? So maybe right. we should have, uh, you know, nominated someone who could speak a little better to those people. That's, you know. Or, or yeah, yeah, someone with charisma or someone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like a thousand, thousands of things that were wrong with her that made her a bad candidate. But, I, I mean, I, I don't think people were crazy to be like, yeah, but she is a sufficient candidate for president compared to Donald Trump. I mean, that's the thing. The problem is, is that it was a mixture of no one was, was, uh, no one was buying anything that she said more so than Trump, which is amazing to me. But people are like, I don't know. She's a liar. Trump tells it like it is. It's like, I I, I mean, it's just, it's like we were playing deal. It's like we were playing deal or no deal. And, and Clinton was there. And she's got like a she's got a suitcase that's got like fifty bucks in it, and Trump's over there, and he's got a suitcase that just has a question mark on it. Who knows what's in there? Right. Maybe it's a pony. Totally Probably it's them. a dick in your ass, but like no one really knows. And we're like, fuck it, let's roll the dice on the question mark. <laughs> that's the, the worst crisis. Is, is right. like, <laughs> the, the the problem is is that people like who weren't told that he was telling everyone straight up. Here is is what's in the mystery box, and people are like, "He's just kidding!" Like that's insane. He was saying, "What's in the mystery box is a wall that is impossible to to build," uh, and you know, what's in the mystery box is the deportation of however many two million illegal immigrants and uh, the you know the banning of Muslims. That's what's in the mystery box, and, and whether and, and, or not he's actually going to be able to do any of it doesn't matter. People voted for like what they're pretty sure was in the mystery box. That's what people voted for, and, and I mean, they voted for someone who I think was uh, a symbolically not a Washington elite. And people yeah, talk that's about it. elite. I all feel the time. like everything we talk about, like that's that's it right there. Like that's the whole. I think that's the whole the whole game. But yeah, and I mean, I I understand. 
exactly where that comes from. The, the problem is, is you know who else is in the Washington elite? You, Vince. Why don't you run for fucking president? You could run that shit. Why not? Joe, you run for president. The, the, you know, the whole idea is just because the guy is supremely unqualified that somehow that qualifies him. I mean, that's a statement more on the two-party system than it is on anything else. But Jesus, fuck, I... Right. Yeah, well, you know, maybe like the, if the Democrats are going to be the party of the working class, maybe nominate someone who doesn't seem so far removed from that. I uh, listen, hindsight is twenty twenty. No, I said this Clearly. shit a year ago. Well, no, but the difference is, is like, like uh, every other time it has not mattered. I mean, yeah. You look at yeah, because every other time, Clinton. every other time, you had some like neocon from the Republican establishment who was blatantly no, conning even, everybody in the South. How can you, how can you even compare like Trump and Hillary Clinton in terms of their their blue collar fucking credentials? At least Hillary because, Clinton was a middle class person. Yeah, it's Donald Trump. Donald Trump is born millionaire. Yeah, but he's a he's a coarse, boorish jackass. Right, and that's the problem. The problem is, is that is Hillary Clinton should have just, you know, stuck her fingers in her pussy and be like, I like to smell my own pussy. And be able to be like, hey, she speaks the truth. Like, big fucking deal. She has some decorum. She had some class. Yeah, uh, what if she showed her pussy, you, but it was like a her too much way credit, younger man. pussy? She was a shitty candidate. <laughs> what, what, Joe? She was. I said, what if she had showed her pussy and, and she was like, guys, I have something to show. But it was like a way younger pussy than the rest <laughs> like of her body. And everybody's like, whoa, dude. Not, I did not see yeah. that coming. And she won a lot of votes. Yeah. Yeah. She, I do, she but do you guys think that, that? Do you guys think that um, Bernie I'm would have beat, the, beat this dude? I do, yeah. I, I'm on the grapevine. So if, if, uh, if the call drops, I'll, I'll, uh, you'll know, I guess. So I think here's part of the problem. Here's part of the problem that we have is that like every smug asshole like comes down yeah. hard for for yeah. for Clinton, and 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 eventually she just becomes like the party of smug assholes. Uh, like here's I, yeah, I agree. Here's Aaron Sorkin's famous open letter to uh, or open email uh, to his daughters, uh, Sorkin girls. Well, the world changed late last night in a way I couldn't protect us from. Right, because, you know, he's the dad. He's going to protect yeah. him from, from world events. Uh, that's a terrible feeling for a father. I won't sugarcoat it. This is truly terrible. It's hardly the first time my candidate didn't win. In fact, it's the sixth time. But it is the first time that a thoroughly incompetent pig with dangerous ideas, a serious psychiatric dis disorder, no knowledge of the world, and no curiosity to learn has. And it wasn't just Donald Trump who won last night. It was his supporters, too. The Klan won last night. White nationalists, yeah. sexists, racists, and buffoons. Angry young white men who think rap music and Cinco de Mayo are a threat to their way of life, or the reason for their way of life, have been given cause to celebrate. Men who have no right to call themselves that, and who think that women who aspire to more than looking hot are shrill, ugly, and otherwise worthy of our scorn, rather than our admiration, struck a blow for misogynist shitheads everywhere. Hate was given hope. Abject dumbness was glamorized as being the fresh voice of an outsider. 
For the next four years, the President of the United States, the same office held by Washington and Jefferson, Lincoln and Teddy Roosevelt, FDR, JFK, and Barack Obama, will be held by a man-boy who'll spend his hours exacting Twitter vengeance against all who criticize him, and the numbers will be legion. We've embarrassed ourselves in front of our children and the world. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. I don't like. I don't I think. I don't think he's wrong, but it's like he just he says everything he says is with the same tone, with the same tone of bullshit nostalgia that Trump uses in the fucking first place. Yeah, yeah. I I agree that the the, the whole. I mean, just as the like. Oh man! If I were a fucking conservative. On Tuesday, can you imagine the fucking orgasm? Can you imagine how hard your dick is oh, yeah. to watch a bunch of smug liberals just find out that like their fucking uh, their Facebook statuses didn't win the presidency? Like it's it's kind of insane. And I, I, there was a little bit of me kind of in the last couple of days looking at people's responses to this and being like, shut the. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Speak on that note. You know, like on that oh, on God. that note, Joe Joe sent me a tweet, and uh, I I'd been meaning to collate these for like way, since way before the election. When people do that shit, where uh, they 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 assign some they. They they blame their kids for some profound thought or like they they tell you what their like four year old kid said and act like that oh, yeah. it's profound it's like the out of the, the out of the mouths of babes uh, phenomenon. And, <laughs> right, uh, right, right. Someone finally collect, collected a bunch of these. Uh, Busy Phillips, Hillary Clinton. Our eight year old has been having trouble sleeping, and finally she told us she what she was worried about: gun violence. She sobbed. Uh, <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis My 8 year old asked if President Trump Once shoved his hands down a lady's pants And the not, and laughed about it She heard it about it at school I froze <laughs> Michael yeah, Arsenault yeah. Uh, My sister told me that my 8 year old niece Balled her fist at the TV Looked at Trump and said This ain't over I love her resilience <laughs> uh, Here's the thing I, I, I mean all these things I, I, I will admit that some, some of his shit with the kids is a little bit like, uh, for me, I have trouble. I, I like, first of all, I, I, would, I totally get it, if, especially if you have daughters and, like, uh, this whole election has brought up a lot of shit about, like, how big, ugly old men can, like, fucking grope you and it's okay. And the fact that everyone was like, oh, don't worry, the groper will lose and then he wins. Like, if I was a little girl, I'd be freaking the fuck out and be like, holy shit, what does this mean? I mean, for women, it's a whole different ballgame because of how disgusting this guy has been uh, openly and in private. But I will say, as someone uh, who, as a kid, lived through, like, the president <laughs> stuck a fucking cigar in a woman's pussy and then she kept the cum dress like part of me is like they'll get over it <laughs> like like it's not that they'll get over it but most of these kids it's like yeah world's pretty gross wait wait do you check the the whole internet porn thing out man i've seen i've seen some nasty <laughs> shit yeah uh, but but like you know, it, like the idea that kids have this some sort of moral purity and whatnot is like is, is kind of I just you know yeah. it, your kids bro your kid is not profound shut the fuck up uh, Claire, right Clara Jeffrey who does this all who do, has done this at least three or four times she's like the Mother Jones uh, editor 
Um, eight-year-old overheard me listening to speech and said, I hope Hillary Clinton makes history. Women's rights are human rights. Go women. Go women. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's no way the kid said that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, maybe the kid did, but just like I, my, my dad, who's a libertarian my whole life, taught me the magic words, which was free speech. Free trade, free mines, free markets. He would tell me that <laughs> as a child. Yeah. And I would say that to adults. And, and all my dad's friends are like communists. <laughs> and I would, and he just liked to fuck with them by, by having his, his six-year-old say that to their face. Yeah, there's no... Like, you really shouldn't... There's no eight-year-old whose political opinion uh, is going to impress me because it's like, all right, well, that kid has clearly been indoctrinated. Remember when there was like the 11-year-old who spoke at CPAC? The, yeah. Like, the, like yeah. The, the lights camera Jackson of conservatism? Like, fuck that. Like, that's what you're, that's just, you're doing the exact same thing. Yeah, but I will say this. I mean, there's a difference between me being taught about, uh, or not really, being taught catchphrases about economic theory and the idea uh, of a little girl being, you know, against sexism. Because, I mean, uh, from a young age, women have, have got to deal with that, you know, from Jump Street. So I, 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 I bet there is some actual legit fear and legit passion with these kids. Yeah, but I, I also... Especially if their parents... Yeah. I just don't, I like the, the parents are definitely parading them around as kind of like also these, uh, it, it, what happens way, what him what happens way more le often is a kid fucking you know that's never seen a, a dwarf going mommy why is that man so tiny or some, saying some fucking right, right. horrible shit like looking at, seeing a black guy and going he's brown yeah. like poop and you're like oh my god give me the fuck <laughs> out of here. No, you're right. The, the, the thing that they should also be reporting on after is like, you know, my eight-year-old daughter said uh, women's rights are human's rights. Like the next day, uh, she also mentioned uh, that, that black people look like mud. Like if you're going to do one, you should do, do all of the politically incorrect things that your kid says do. Yeah. To be like, just, just to show you my kid is not perfect. <laughs> like, uh, it, 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 it in no way should be a guiding policy in one direction or another. Um, uh, yeah. As far as this election is concerned, you know, like I definitely, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to deny that, that Trump is fucking racist as hell and most of the shit he said was misogynist. But as far as like talking to other people on our side, like maybe the best pitch wasn't just to yell at everybody who supported him and, and called them racist. Like, like maybe they are, yeah. but like maybe try and figure out why they would consider voting for that dumbass, and maybe like address right. a few of those concerns and just, instead of just like constantly yeah, calling the, them bad. The truth of it is, is that, you know, uh, that, uh, that the majority of these voters, it's not so much that they, that like they, aren't racist is that they their problems uh stem it was outside of racism in fact you know for them it's even worse because not only uh, uh were they worried about you know in fear about their jobs and whatnot but they're also being told uh from the other side that well that's nothing compared to what 
you know, everyone else is dealing with on, uh, you know, in America and on a global scale as well. Yeah, your job went to to fucking Thailand, but you know Matt, how bad it is. Matt, in these are like, classic. These are classic terrible liberal argumentation strategies. You're once again, you're making right. this plea to compassion, or like, yeah, you have it bad, but look at these other people have it. No, you tell them why it's no, in no, no, their no, no, no. best interest. No, like that's, that's I, it. Like that's, that's it, and what, that's all. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying like that the the root of the problem isn't that these large legion of people uh, voted for Trump are racist. The problem is, is they're suffering with, uh, you know, a, a thousand different economic reasons why they're suffering and whatnot. And Trump said, I've got exactly, here's the problem, and pointed at something, whereas uh, Hillary Clinton really didn't have anything except for, well, here's some things I'm going to do to try and help. But Trump was able to, to get all these people riled up and say, like, the problem is immigration. The problem is uh, the TPP. The problem yeah. is the Mexicans, the Muslims. And, like, people were like, I'm much more willing to believe that's the problem than anything else. And so, I mean, it wasn't that. Also, I mean, he was that also that admitting it, that there was a problem, whereas I don't think Hillary was even really acknowledging right. that. That, too. Like, you know, Hillary Clinton would not, you know acknowledge a lot of things and you know and it's also a stupid system it's like we're talking about this like you know who made what mistakes and in the end it came comes down to you know uh like nothing like it could it could be like thirty thousand votes in wisconsin that decided the whole fucking thing i mean she's she's at this point she still has actually gotten more votes which is another thing right. that, that's hilarious to me when I talk shit on the Electoral College and people are like, oh, but w- if we got rid of it, uh, the big states would just decide everything. That's, like, that's I'm like, nonsense. I'm like, this is a stupid theory because, number one, none of the big states are monolithic blocks. There's a ton of fucking, there's a ton of red counties in California. Right. And number two, like, nothing you say can, can can make me think that, oh yeah, definitely definitely people in these places vote should count more than, than other people in these places. Right. It's like a, and it's it, a terrible, it, undemocratic solution to a, a non-problem. And it's always close, and it not, you, you know what I mean? So it's like, it would just encourage more people to vote, because now they actually feel like their vote counts. I mean, even me, like, yeah. I had my somebody my for some reason my mail in ballot got sent to my parents house in San Diego and there was like a there was like you know a, a moment where i was just like oh, fuck it i'm not driving down there she's just going to win california anyway yeah. you know what i mean like right i, I eventually did that I, yeah and there's nothing well, I, there's I, I nothing almost, you can say that's going to there's nothing that, that you can say that's going to convince me that the person who got less popular votes winning is okay like that's shouldn't that's never okay it's not like the person who who gets less votes winning i mean like yeah it sounds like sour grapes because uh that has benefited george w bush and now trump and not like the people i was pulling for but i'd like to think that i would i believe in that principle either way the person with the most votes should win i mean that doesn't seem like a controversial thing no and 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 more to that uh you know this the talk about all this bullshit fear-mongering about voter fraud, um, you know, was w- once again, it, it, this election, it felt like uh, it's voter fraud versus voter fraud. 
and you know people are on voter fraud. God damn it, Matt! Oh, Matt died. Matt, you could at least, if you really love this broadcast, you yeah. could pull over somewhere that has good uh, reception. No, uh, I, I can't. I gotta keep going. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah. can. But I was disappointed. Voter suppression was a factor. You yeah. know, there was hundreds <laughs> of thousands of people. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're going in and out. I'm gonna read an email. Uh, hey, Vince. I was listening to the Frotcast today, and you dropped some knowledge about the weird 80s movie quirk of people eating weird things. Of course it's true, but here are a couple of oddities. In the 80s flick Secret Admirer, 1985, starring Lori Loughlin, Kelly Preston, and C. Thomas Howell, characters are obsessed with eating Fruit Loops and chocolate syrup. And in the opening scene of The Principal, 1987, starring Jim Belushi and Radon Chong, Belushi's character drinks his hot chocolate with Coke because he ain't got no milk. Later, he drinks it with a course. That's quite a cycle of life. Uh, by the way, I live in Haiti, and I am a high school teacher. My wife works with the U.S. government. I have an hour-long commute to work through shitty streets to a shitty private school for shitty rich kids, and the only thing that makes it tolerable is the fraud cast. So thanks. If you ever need a foreign correspondent for the fraud, I'd happily submit a resume. Cool. Thanks, Scott. Well, yeah, we don't, we, we don't have anybody that's in touch with the film industry in haiti yeah we could get and what's going on with the movies in haiti we could get all all up all up on that um without well, that, that discussion came about because uh in soul man at one point he like dips his uh he dips his banana in in a cup of coffee and I, like there's this weird thing in 80s comedies where they're all yeah eating they're, weird they're, food in, in that one movie with um Fucking uh, God! What was his name? Um, the dude, the, the wrestler uh, that just died. Um, that was in a bunch of movies. What the? Andre oh the no, 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 no! You know what I'm ta- thinking of? Remember that football player, like Brian Bosworth? Was that his name? Yeah, or Lyle Alzado was the one who died. But yeah, Brian Bosworth. Br- Brian, Brian, oh, no, I, I, Brian Bosworth made a movie that, like, where he was the star. He was like a police officer or whatever mm-hmm. do you remember that mm-hmm. and and the movie starts off and he makes a blend he makes a smoothie with like bananas and coffee and beer and a, <laughs> like a fucking you know garbage and then he feeds it to himself and his iguana <laughs> yeah yeah there was so, like a lot of that's like, my contribution there's a lot of hangover this. cures uh i don't know there's something i feel like it was all about weird food in the 80s uh, that, that must have just been like one of those things that people thought this was like a funny thing yeah. like it's a gross out gag yeah and then at some point you know like the Ferelli brothers came along and they're like we just you just show people's balls and dicks <laughs> and assholes yeah you can do that now and they're like all right it's just shit you can, you can have people literally shitting now like 10 years from now they're gonna be like remember that time in the 2010s we're like People just they just cut to some male frontal nudity and that was like mm-hmm. ju- or dudes uh, like there's a lot of the uh, the no homo homo no homo there's a lot of like um, straight guys acting gay but not gay yeah yeah hey do you you didn't like the arrival or no, arrival I liked it I liked I it I mean I, it. I thought uh, it's like a lot of 
Denny Villeneuve movies where it's it's like he makes a really pretty movie and he combines and it's very moody. I like how fucking like dark and moody yeah. and and like creepy it is. Yeah, he combines uh, he combines things that it I've works seen really well with in sci-fi. really really good ways. But I don't think he does new things necessarily no but but he he does it so well like like even i i loved sicario and sicario wasn't there wasn't anything where you were particularly you know um that was particularly groundbreaking Mm -hmm. but it was like he did it so well and it was so dark and fucking creepy and i I just i I loved it and this one sicario was was dumber but more exciting than this one i thought i liked uh, like uh, just give you an example like there's always this point in science fiction movies when there's like the big reveal of the aliens you know mm-hmm. and this is the first time i've ever been like holy shit that alien is fucking amazing like yeah. i was like wow that thing is fucking crazy yeah and it feels otherworldly and in a way that like is unexpected but yeah, um, like that's like that's totally like on a craft level again. And I think he's yeah, he's like amazing on a on a on a craft level. But yeah. I also like it, it was like when I watched Sicario, I'm watching it and goddamn like on a craft level, like I haven't seen anything like that since Heat. Like it felt super Michael yeah. Mann. Like uh, you know, I haven't I haven't seen violence dude them mobbing felt... through Juarez on on the back of those trucks. That yeah. whole scene, it was that super shit white. Was so dope super white knuckle but then at the same time there's also all these like mexican drug lords who have their guns drawn on like 10 cops with m16 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and they just like they shoot at it like you obviously are committing suicide that isn't when, yeah. is that really what's gonna happen in real life like maybe I think wonder... this for like two seconds and don't shoot that dumb scene yeah and with this it's like oh in the sci-fi there's always some sort of uh mind bending you know, reveal that takes like a big jump of just sort of, you know, suspending your disbelief to, to, to buy into it where you're kind of like, ah, fuck. And I wonder sometimes like if those wouldn't, if part of the reason that shit doesn't work as well now is because we're so used to serialized television where it's like, you know, now they can take time to sort of build, like, build things in that will make you buy into it better. Yeah, I feel like I bought into it. I've, for me, the I mean, I'm trying. Yeah, really, I I'm trying really hard not to spoil this because it's not out yet. But uh, no, I didn't see it coming. I mean, I, there were hints, but I didn't see it coming. It's more just the sort of tropey care. I, I mean, I don't need to yeah. see a first contact movie with like saber rattling military guys. I mean, how many fucking times? Like that's yeah. literally every alien movie, and this was that like two OT. But, but they it was, did. I, mean, it, they I, did I, I liked it. But they did such a good job with it, where it was like, oh, none of this feel like this all feels like real, like real military shit. Like there was ne- there was never like some technology that didn't seem like it. We would have it, or it would belong. You know. Yeah. I, I, or, or like even like the the little tents that they set up, like all that type of shit. It just felt you're kind of like, you know, the communicating with the other countries and all that. I'm trying not to spoil, but did you? It did, all just felt like I believed. I, I believed it. I was like, all right, cool. Did yeah, you see a press up. screening, or how'd you how'd you get in? Um, I'm a I'm an ArcLight member. Oh. And they give you you can go to these advanced screenings. You're a screening rat now. That's cool. Yeah, bro. Um, 
so I was I was sitting next to these two girls, and I don't know if you ever had this experience before, where you're sitting next to it's like people that are so into the movie that it's like really obnoxious, and you're not really sure what to say because it's like you want to turn to them and you be like and be like, hey, have you fucking seen a movie before? Like, what is what is what is wrong with you? Like, chill the fuck out. Like something would happen, Dude, and they would be like, oh my god, oh my god, and like be clutching each other and. Uh, it would take everything in me not to turn turn to them and be like, "Hey, I, come on! You, you've seen a movie before in your life, right? Like this isn't yeah. the first time, <laughs> right? And I, like you've I seen feel, computer feel, graphics, yeah. You like come I feel from bad. the 1920s. I yeah. feel bad because usually, like you know, it, I, I'm totally cool with with shitting on someone if they're like ruining. Uh, the experience for for other people, or or if they're being disrespectful to the movie, but they were just like so into it that it was annoying, and I felt bad for how annoyed I was. <laughs> yeah, my audience actually, my audience was so into it that they applauded at the end of the movie, which yeah. that I hadn't seen that since uh, since I the last time I that happened was that one documentary that came out about the financial crash. I can't remember the name of it, but. Um, yeah. People applauded at the end of that, they but apply, people yeah, were fired they, up. They applauded but, at my screening too. It was good, man. I mean, it is it is a good, but you know what? Um, there, there's a fucking, um, there's this one theater that I go to, this ArcLight in Culver City, dude. I I think this like reserved seating thing has has fucked up the movies really bad mm-hmm. because f- first of all, there's these reserved seating places where you where waiters come in. Have you been to those? Like the Sinopolis uh, well, yeah, the draft, and shit like that? House has that. Dude, that's the fucking word. Like the last thing I want is some fucking waiter standing next to me taking the order of my, you know, during the fucking movie. And then, um, and they do it during, I guess they don't do it during the actual movie, but well, during the, the preview. Well, no, the, they do it during the movie. The way they draft do house do it does it is like the, you put, you write your order down and like, like the, the waiters don't interfere at all. Oh, got it. Yeah, these it, well, at Sinopolis they come up, but the at this particular theater in at the ArcLight they come in. People come in, fucking twenty minutes late to the movie. Twenty minutes, a half hour. And dude, if you come in that late to a movie, fuck your mother. Yeah. Fuck your whole fa- Fuck your whole family. I instantly hate you. Right. And especially if you're I, making me move. Uh, oh, dude, the- that was. I'm fine That's what happened to me last night. I was me and my girlfriend had just moved over one seat, and because we didn't want to sit directly next to this group, and then this guy comes in twenty minutes later. He goes, "Oh, th- that's our seat," <laughs> and then he sits down next to me. So we, we had to move over one seat. There was a hundred and twenty other seats in the fucking theater. <laughs> yeah, he, and then he sits down next to me, and he opens a fucking burrito. And the thing smelled like the worst shit I've ever. I, there's something in movie theaters when people open movie that's food that's not movie theater food. It smells like the worst shit garbage you've ever smelled <laughs> yeah. in your life for some reason. And he opened this burrito next to me, and I wanted to just, I dude, I was fuming. I wanted my girlfriend started patting me on the head to calm me down because I was gonna take the burrito and just fucking shove it in his mouth and just be like, eat it, fucking eat it. I don't want to smell it. Eat the whole fucking thing right now yeah 
I, th- this is my argument against um, reserve seating that everybody else on the broadcast loves to shit on me for. But like, I don't really care where I sit in a theater. My only goal is I don't want anybody. In, if if I had my druthers, no one in front of me, no one behind me, and no one on either yeah. side of me. Because like, I just don't want to. I don't want to have to like hold my my arms in so I don't bump other people. <laughs> and I, I don't want and I want to be able to put my feet up on the seat in front of me, and I don't want to have to worry about reclining. Other than that, like I don't really give a shit. So like the idea that I'm gonna need to reserve a seat in the middle, like, I don't care. I just want to come in last and like not be around people. Well, here here's my fucking and you're such an ape that you don't want to put your arm that you can't put your arms in. That's fucking hilarious because you are like one of the whitest people I know. But um, but I I I hate the fact that you go online and they show you this fucking drawing of the theater and they're like here pick your seat and you're like well what the fuck does this theater look like? i have no idea how big this is what the fuck is this like yeah. they can't do some like 3d thing you know or something where you actually have a sense of where because half the time i pick a seat and i get there and i'm five feet from the fucking screen and i'm like this sucks dude i want to move back or i want to move forward you know yeah like so, a, on i don't a, know on a small screen I'm okay with being really close, but if it's big, like I don't want to yeah. be. So, and I don't mind going. I love the movie theater experience, and I hate uh, being late to movies, and I hate rushing through the whole process of ordering my food and da, da, da. so I actually don't mind sitting there for 20 minutes checking my phone. Yeah. Until the movie starts. Hey, can I pause? I gotta let my dog out to pee real quick. Hello. Hey. All right. So Matt. There he is. Matt, we're well, talking. Well, what'd you guys? Talk about while I was gone. We talked about Leonard Cohen. No, we're talking about movie theater etiquette, and this is one thing that I wanted to get to. I feel like we, as a society, Leonard Cohen. Shut up! (laughs) Don't distract him, Joe. Sorry. I feel like we, as a society, need to decide whether we're going to stand up uh, when someone comes into our row. And I feel like my position is I don't stand up when someone needs to get into into my row unless it's really really tight and especially not if they come in late i feel like as uh as the the newcomer to the row it's your job to sort of navigate like i'll lean back but it's your job to not step on people's feet and i feel like it just makes it more of a pain in the ass if some people are standing some people are sitting i feel like you sit there and then the other person just navigate you keep your feet in one position and you let them navigate it uh, I, I hate when uh, when I'm I'm a latecomer and everyone else, you know, isn't standing. I'm okay with that, but then one person decides to stand, yeah, because because they're they're way over there, and I'm like, uh, just now you're rushing me. You're rushing right. me to get past, so the guy behind you uh, is able to see the movie, and, and now I feel responsible for what's happening on that row, and uh, it's really just. Uh, you know, get your head out of your fucking ass, guy. Yeah, it's the polite guy that's annoying, like the guy who tries to hold the door for you when you're like 20 feet from the door. Yeah. And you're like, dude, now right, I, exactly. I got to run because you decided to hold the door that I didn't need held for me. Whenever I, whenever I see that and, and I'm real far away, I go, I'm not going through. And then they, they, they'll close it and then I'll go through the door and then... Uh, and then they'll look at me, and I'll be, and then we have a conversation. <laughs> None of this is true, but you know, it feels like yeah, <laughs> it feels like something I'd do, though, right? Yeah. The other, <laughs> the other version of this is like the uh, 
the person who the person who's like sense of personal space is just outsized for themselves where like you're getting a soda at in and out or something and like they have to wait until the thing's totally clear like they can't reach over anybody or or like they're passing you in a supermarket aisle that's super wide and they're like oh oh excuse me and you're like dude just yeah. fucking go <laughs> yeah. i just i just am tired of this this PC culture, it is. Yeah, exactly. Polite and courteous. That's what that stands no, for. No, I just, I just think it's funny when, when people somehow make being polite impolite, or they, or they like, yeah, say excuse me, and it sounds like fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Dude, if somebody moves their fucking leg when I'm walking through a theater parking lot, I have a, I have a like a, a fucking pocket knife, and I just fucking <laughs> bury it in their knee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done that too, Joe. Do you know what I mean? Just fucking get real close to their ear and tell them, don't fucking move it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I go, how's your patella, bitch? (laughs) 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 Tired of that shit, dude. That happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, Right now, the the car in front of me, uh, it's some sort of convertible. uh, Well, it's not a convertible. It might be. It's got the top up, but the license plate is HD 1080i. <laughs> and that's not even HD anymore. Like, dude, my retina's got more fucking pixels than that, bro. Will you take oh, a I picture of that, Matt? Is well, that me? I mean, right now, no, uh, he's, he's going to die. Another car. Because yeah. I have a friend that po- likes posting uh, personalized license Vanity plates. Plate? Yeah, yeah, that's one oh. of my favorite things. My favorite thing is the vanity plate that tells you what type of car it is. Yeah. Where it's like Honda. Have, it's like, all right, yeah, I know, man. You already got the label on the car. Oh, I, I want to get one that says Lexus, but it's on my Honda. <laughs> oh, actually, one guy in my building has a, has like a Nissan Altima, and his license plate says like V12 power on it, <laughs> which is oh, that's great. Funny. I saw one when I was like six driving with my dad, and I said, Dad, that license plate says Wet Wars. What does that mean? He goes, I don't know how they put that on the license plate that should have never gotten through the dmv it means race wars and i was like okay wet wars yeah i didn't know that either (laughs) yeah i saw Uh, because wait what (laughs) what what's the wet part i have no idea i never googled it i never fucking thought of it ever again until we just had that conversation right now that's crazy, dude. There's just a dude driving around in the 80s uh, with a license plate that basically said race wars. Yeah. Ah, well, 2016 more like him, all right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let's switch to Westworld. We got an email question. Uh, I feel like I missed out on all the politics talk. No, we only talked about Arrival while you are gone. <laughs> oh, I still haven't seen that. Was it good? It's, yeah, Fuck it's, it's yeah. decent. Joe loved it. I, I thought it was pretty good. You don't you don't like anything. Fuck you, dude. Vince doesn't Man, like one thing unless it's like it's it's like original, which I get because you watch a lot of movies. You know, it's like yeah. name one thing that you like. La La Land. La La Land might be the best movie I've seen in five years. M- maybe, wow. Maybe more. Does it have Ryan Gosling in it? Yeah. Why don't you just suck his balls while you're at it, ball yeah, guy? I probably would. <laughs> I, who, I have no one. Who directed it? Uh, Damien Chazelle, the guy who directed um, Whiplash. 
Well, maybe wow. you should. That guy's crushing should, it, huh? Yeah, and, it's, and I liked Whiplash, but this is like, I mean, this is this is leaps and bounds uh, better than Whiplash. Is there anything more impressive artistically than directors that are able to consistently deliver on like shit that's awesome? Yeah, because like making a movie so fucking hard. Oh, Jesus Christ! And it, it it seems like to actually, ha- you know, they say about certain directors, they go, he knows exactly what he wants. It's like, how the fuck do they do? You know, <laughs> yeah. how do they do that? It just seems unbelievable that you'd be able to plan all that out and, and, and then know how to like execute. Right. I mean, I sort of get it with guys like Villeneuve where it's, where it's very like craft based, you know, like I get yeah. it when you can, when you're just like, when you make a pretty, pretty movie, Dennis Villeneuve who did arrival and he did, um, Sicario and, uh, the weird one about child rape. What was it called? Uh, Oh, Oh, um, can't buy me luck. Well, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, the one with uh, Home Alone, Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, Home Alone for um, anyway. Macaulay so, Culkin. Yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, our president star uh, had a cameo in Home Alone too. Oh my fucking god. god! This is more embarrassing than when Arnold Schwarzenegger became our governor. Because even then, I was like, actually, that's kind of badass. And what's the governor anyway? Yeah, it's and, more... he, and he, at least he was for climate. You know, he, he fucking believed in climate change. And he oh, wasn't this insane oh, per- person. We're all going to burn. The, the, the whole planet is doomed. Hey, I told you how my hey, girlfriend... To be fair, we, think- were our, we were like, we've been... F- we've, we've long since passed the tipping point of being fucked for climate change. So like at this yeah, point, it doesn't I mean, really it, matter. It would, it'd be nice to have some hope. It'd be nice. It, <laughs> yeah, right. it's, a, it's a Chinese conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Dude but... Um, it's the it's the it's rhino horns and climate change, um, oh, but fuck. yeah, I I was wondering what you guys thought about this. My girlfriend's mom worked hey, for. Hey, I think I told this. Hey Joe, do you have a girlfriend? Yeah, dude, you met her. Oh wow, I like, you never mentioned her or anything. You fucking yeah, met she's her. Really, <laughs> she's really hot, right? I heard she's hot. I'm giving you a hard time because you've only mentioned her like ten times since we started this podcast. Yeah, you have I mentioned really? You seem really proud to have a girlfriend, and it's kind of <laughs> fucked up because some of us. Yeah, are you guys are fucking. Hey, hey everybody, now. have you heard the news? Joe fucks now. Okay, but hey, listen. Joe, she has hot feet, right? She's got great feet. Great feet. She's a foot model. Joe Sinclitico yeah. getting his balls wet on the reg. Got a girlfriend. Balls wet. Your, Yo, what's grab, up? I'm gonna shut these. Grab your scrotum with her face. With her feet, does she ever grab your scrotum? Um, no, but I'm sure I could, I could talk her into it. You could, yeah, you should. You, with force, but um, <laughs> that's not how you talk someone like, into something. Like a little monkey paw, just just the scrotum, and just like to stretch it like a, a pink bat wing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's got little I, spider monkey feet that she could use so- to stretch your nuts out with. Sometimes yeah. I make her um, pull her vaginal lips like really wide and start to making it talk and go, "Hello, this is Mr. Pussy. Say hello to Mr. Pussy, Jojo." <laughs> but um, she. Anyway, Trump is a madman. Yeah, but he. So uh, he. Um, he. She. Her uh, mom worked for Trump's brother in uh-huh. like the eighties, and um, she has this pin. That says Trump for president 
84. <laughs> yeah. So I think this dude was like just wanting to be president since fucking 80s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been talking about being president for a long, long time. That's what happens yeah. when you've never had a drink in your life. Who's never had a drink? Trump. Like, I get you guys, you know, I, like, you guys like, you guys, like, realize wait, early Donald on Trump? that you, you can't have uh, intoxicants a, a, because they're dangerous for you. Like, that I get. You overdid it. Now you've learned the error of your ways. But I don't get these people who have never had a drink. Like, that's weird. Oh, yeah, that's wait, weird. hold on. Donald Trump is a teetotaler? Yes. He's, no, a, he's a teetotaler who has, like, terrible, who has no taste in, like, food or anything. It's weird. Like... He's a New Yorker, and then like he goes out to eat to like Familia Pizza, which is like the worst pizza, and he eats it with a knife and fork. Like somehow, it's weird to me. Like when you're when you're you have all this, kid. if you have all this money, and then you you don't even you don't even use it on like good food. Like if I had all that money, man, I'd just be eating at like nah, ridiculous good restaurants all the time. You're coming from a different perspective. You're coming from like uh, like a poor kid's perspective. He's yeah. coming from a rich kid. For him, the taste of Mi Familia's pizza. Is like is like he's trying to bond with with uh, you know like it, it's it's all a front it's yeah. all him try, yeah with the common man I mean I guess that I don't know I just kind of hate him uh, in general <laughs> yeah and so like I'm trying to find a reason to hate him more yeah he doesn't oh, drink coffee God. either it said oh, really? he doesn't drink coffee that's that's also super weird. But don't yeah. you do cocaine? Because he, he looks like he does cocaine. I mean, I guess I can understand the no coffee thing. When when writers tell me that they don't drink coffee, that is mystifying. Because I'm like, I don't know how you can write anything without coffee. But if you right. just if you're a rich kid who doesn't really have like a real job, like I guess like yeah, you don't. What do you need coffee for? You can just wake up whenever. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, so we got an email question. Hey, Frock Cat. Also, right. we got a lot of uh, a lot of people who said they really enjoyed Joe's description of like what he would do in Westworld. Oh yeah, great. On the last, great. On the, yeah. Uh, hey, Frogcasters, if you're looking for a topic to avoid post-election talk, I'd love to get your takes on the Westworld multiple timelines theory. I'm not sure I totally understand it all myself since I have no clue how to effectively use Reddit, but it seems to be a pretty popular theory circulating online. I'd love to hear your thoughts or just a somewhat coherent explanation of the proposed theory itself. Love the show, guys. Keep up the good work, Brian. I don't know, based on this latest episode, whether or not that, if it still holds true. I don't know. I, I like... I watched that show. Can you explain and I, I it? I watched, it? I watched a video of the I multiple think, I think that, theory, but I, I think, can't really explain it in a coherent. I, I think basically the 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 multiple timelines thing is, from what I understand, is a that the that one character that's like kind of a do-gooder guy that's visiting the mm-hmm. park, right? Um, that doesn't want to kill any of the hosts and is in love with the um, yeah McPoyle from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> Right. So yeah. that 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 is actually the man in black 30 years earlier. Oh, That's his first time. The theory is that they're the same guy? Yeah. yeah I know. I didn't know that. And that's his first time in the park, which is why when he like, you know, is later dragging what's her name? What's that chick's name? Evan Rachel, Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Wood, yeah. He's dragging her by the hair. He says, we've got a history or whatever. I've been coming to this park 30, you know, or whatever the fuck yeah. he says to her. Oh. Uh, so that's one of the timeline theories. The, the other timeline theory. The same guy, but I saw some video is, evidence of like where, 
like where the logos exist on where they're going in Westworld yeah. and it's different. But here's the thing. I don't, I don't know. Like when I watch a show, the last thing I want to do is like construct elaborate theories as to what's going on. I kind of want to just go with it. Do you feel like Game of Thrones? I wonder about that too because I, you know I I read every fucking synopsis and episode recap for Game of Thrones that you know I'd read Vanity Fair, I'd read the Uproxx one, I'd read like six of them on every game, and by the time that the um, fucking you know uh, John or what's it what, what's it Rhaegar plus uh, Lyanna equals John thing came out. It was like I knew that was coming. It wasn't a shock. Yeah. And I wonder if you just ruin these things know, knowing that there's multiple timelines or yeah. if that actually – it's hard to know. Like, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't get anything out of it. Like for me, that's not fun. Like I like yeah. – I love uh, Matt's uh, Game of Thrones scorecards because they're funny and there's like memes and stuff. And it's not really like a recap. But the ones where they just – where they recap and then they come up with theories. I guess I'm sort of impressed that they pick up on some of the stuff. But I don't – Yeah, me too. It doesn't really help me watching the show at all. Yeah, I don't I mean, think I, I don't think I enjoy it more. No. I think it's just I I I just look back to the sixth sense and how uh how how it's like whenever you, you know you want to know a twist, you know when when and when you see the twist you're like, "Oh shit, that's crazy." And then you watch it again and you're like, "Oh yeah, it was dead the whole time." Like everyone wants to, <laughs> to to no one wants to be fooled again. Right. It's like, oh, you won't, you won't fool me again, Shyamalan. <laughs> and so, you, so you, you hold everything to the standard of like they're trying to twisty wisty me, and I will never be twisty wisty again. But I feel like sometimes spoilers. I, 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 I sometimes if you're watching something just to, for some sort of twisty wisty, you, you, you kind, you kind, you kind of get. Like disappointed because you're like, oh, that wasn't such a good twisty wisty. Yeah, and yeah. Although I, I, I mean, I, I, I like Bestie Westy, but <laughs> Bestie Westy is still. It's just not. It, I, I'm not watching it for the twist. Chest, I'm watching it Chesty because Westy? I'm interested. In, Westy Bestie. No, but I like Chesty Westy. That's Stan, Sandy Newton's yeah. nickname, Chesty Westy. Damn, Thandie yep. Newton is sta- I didn't. Eat, I had no idea. Yeah, me neither. And she's uh, who? Who? Maeve. Oh yeah, she's Chesty Bestie. Yeah. Oh baby, baby. Every time she pops, every time there's a topple scene with her, I I'm, I do a little mini clap. I really love the way they're doing the nude scenes with her because it's not at all. It's very matter of fact. Like it, it, it all makes mm-hmm. sense, and, and like they never, they never skimp on it. But they never, they never build it up. And it's, it never feels like it's meant to titillate. But then it's super titillating. Yeah, but also sometimes porn is like that. Like porn sometimes feels so clinical. Like it's <laughs> yeah. not trying to titillate. It's like let's see how close we can get this camera to the pussy and the cock going into you know and you can barely it's like it's like just becomes a rorschach porn like you're like wait what the fuck is going on but but yeah that's why i like when thandy newton's like running through the whatever you know whatever place that Mm -hmm. is that they're putting the bodies back together and like every once like you don't see her boob the whole time but every once in a while like her nipple will pop into frame and then it'll kind of go it's like they didn't even really care like they weren't concerned about where it was yeah 
And I, like, I would have been like, I would have told her, I said, look, this is your nipple line. <laughs> On the third step, I want you to pass the nipple line and then bring it back down. You gotta, yeah. hit, you gotta hit your mark with those nipples. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone else have like a Pavlovian response to when the nipples on screen you just start suckling? Oh yeah. Yummy. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 And then, and then you realize you're in a room with other people. Yeah. Well, would you kill a lot of people in Westworld? I feel like I would maybe kill someone if I thought it wasn't like a real person, just, just to see what. <laughs> if it I was like. annoying. If yeah, I was with friends, was I would kill people just to make to entertain them. And I would definitely the try problem. to have sex with everybody. Yeah, I would be mostly doing the fucking. I feel like the killing is like, uh, the, the problem is, is it's surreal. Like when he stabs the dude in the hand and the guy's screaming and I'm like, yeah, I, I wouldn't enjoy that. I'd be like, oh, why are you going to make it so real? Bro? <laughs> I think, I, I think I'd, fu- I'd fuck a dude robot and, and I'd do it in front of my guy friends just to weird him out. <laughs> yeah. and Like it's not game, it's a robot. Right, exactly, dude. <laughs> It's, it's, it's not gay if you're not in love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they should invent that because then it's like an out for cheating. It's like, it's not really cheating if they're just like a Westworld robot, right? You know, but I, I was talking to, because uh, uh, I, I was watching it with this this married couple that I, I, I my friends who I stay with. Oh, cool. You're I friends with married couples. We get it. Yeah, no big deal. They're married. They have a house. So whatever. My but, friend's um, wife. Uh, yeah, I watched it with my friend and his wife, um, and uh, and we were, were having that exact same conversation. And she was super like, uh, "No, you can't fuck a fucking uh, Westworld robot." And we both were like, "What? Why? It's a robot." And she's yeah. like, Well, do they look? Do they look like that? And they was like, "Yeah, that's the thing. They look human, but they're not." She's like, "No, you, no, that's cheating." And I was like, you know. What, what do you want from us? Yeah, come on, man. What, what do you want? Westworld ain't cheating. <laughs> what? That's garbage. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I, I. I'm uh, gonna leave you for 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 Evan Rachel Wood robot. I'm not gonna leave you for for Bestie Chesty. Like, would it, none of these robots <laughs> are gonna make me fall in love. Yeah. And, and, and but you, there's something about it, at least for her, that she just was like, nah, that's cheating. And I'm just like... They're built for fucking. Like, that's the whole... Like, that's their whole purpose for being. Like, they're designed specifically to make you want to have sex with them. And then you can't... It seems wrong. I'm just... I guess... I mean, I'm trying to put myself in the same shoes. It's like, maybe it's like if you... If you, like, you're wasting all your sexual energy on, on fucking, you know a sex robot and then maybe they're like well fuck that i i want i i don't want you to waste all that energy i'm not sure i i yeah, but you know, just one uh, sex every once in I a mean, while I'm sure, it's not uni- I'm sure it's not universal um uh but there's part of me and this is fucked up but like if i was with somebody <laughs> you don't and, have to use that preface heard- before anymore matt we know all right cool uh, if, I was, if i was with somebody who said, uh, yeah, fucking uh, uh, Westy Bestie Robot is uh, cheating um, because uh, I, don't, I don't agree with it, you know, logically and, and emotionally. I'd still, I'd still do it, but I, w- I wouldn't feel bad about it. And that's bad. I know that's bad. That means but there's, there's like my, my empathy meter is up. But it's like, I guess it's like knowing like, hey, listen, you're... 
your feelings are wrong about this. I'm fucking this robot. No one's going to stop me from fucking a robot, especially not on ethical or moral terms. Right, when you're playing 40 grand a day, too. Dude, I mean, what happens in Westworld stays in Westworld. I feel like that's the first Uh, rule You know what I would do if I went there with Vince? I would tell them ahead of time to make a robot that looked exactly like Vince, and then I'd surprise (laughs) him with it, and then I'd have it buttfuck me, and then I'd have it buttfuck me in front of Vince, and then Vince would be like, oh my god, dude, that means you're gay for me. I'd go, no, 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 it's cool, watch. And then I'd blow his fucking head off. (laughs) <laughs> and that makes it not gay. That's that's a pretty no, good idea. With a tiny dick, like the tiniest dick of, ever. Yeah, and that's that tiny dick's fucking you in the butt. That would be just great. Like in the future, if we could all have robots and you can make them look like anything, and you just make it look like your best friend, and then you just treat it like shit. <laughs> you just abuse like, it, spit in its face like around him. <laughs> Yeah, or just like make it look like yourself, and then you just talk yeah, down to it. Like All the hateful yeah. shit you say about your think about yourself. Yeah. In the most yeah. recent uh, Richard Russo book, he one of the characters has like kind of a dumb best friend, and then he he adopts like a stray dog, and he gives it the same name as his friend, so like <laughs> he never knows which one he's talking to, which I thought was kind of uh-huh. kind of funny. I always wanted to get uh, two Labradors and name it. Name them after my sisters, Jessica and Molly. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be funny. I feel like there's got to be, there's got to be some guy in Westworld whose entire job is just like sculpting dicks all day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean right. that's how it works for most uh, illustrating things where they're it's really specialized. But I mean, deep in the bowels of Westworld, there's got to be like one guy who's just designing like assholes and dicks, balls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a Does ball everybody guy, have a big and there's dick? a dick guy, and then there's a separate asshole guy, I think. Hey, If I ever fi- can you call find me? out who you, designed my asshole, I'm going to give him a good talking to. Can you guys call me back in 30 seconds? I have to reroute my, my map. Just yeah. call me yeah. back in 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, goodbye. Um. But you know, you know what? I, going back to what we were talking about, reading recaps and stuff. Uh-huh. For me, I, when like especially with Game of Thrones, when every episode of Game of Thrones ends, I look forward to it so much. I love it so much <laughs> that when it ends, I get really, really sad. And I find that like reading the recaps is like a slow like detox process that gets me to like a like late Monday, Tuesday, and then I'm like already looking forward to the Sunday. You, you get right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Leonard Cohen died. That's why you mentioned him. Um, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't catch that. But uh, I, with, with, Game of, with Game of Thrones, I feel like it makes more sense because... You know, it's drawing from it's drawing from like an already created. Wait, does Matt universe. not know Leonard Cohen died? Will we get to break him the news live on air? Yeah, that's probably true. Here, hold on, let's call him back. Okay, 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 okay. Really, I'm really excited. Yeah. What's up? Is it late, Hey. <laughs> I'm back. I, I just uh, I missed my my one of my exits, and now. Oh God, I really missed it by a lot. So this is—it's gonna take me another thirty-five minutes to get. I'm gonna be stuck in traffic for thirty-five minutes. No. Well, you got—you oh. got time. That means you got time to talk to us. Yeah, but you know, I really didn't want to. Yeah. I, I really know. didn't I, want to. I, I know. For myself. 
So, I mean, I, I like talking to you guys. It's great, but it's like stuck in traffic, you know? No, so well, you... it's kind of good. You're getting me out of my head. I'm out of my head now, so it's good. Well, we'll cheer you up even more. Yeah, cheer me up, dude. Tell me more about Buttles. You know that's my favorite subject. Vince, you, you tell him. No, tell you, him. Gotta, you tell him, Joe. Uh, Leonard Cohen died. Shut the fuck up. That, you're fucking with me. No, I, that's why I brought him up. I thought you guys knew. No, I fucking know. When did he die? I don't uh, know. I just saw it written. Ago. A couple minutes ago? No, 56 minutes ago. <laughs> he, he died 56 minutes ago. Yes. <laughs> a couple minutes ago, like we were on a mass text. Like me and Vince <laughs> got <laughs> He died a couple minutes ago. That sucks, dude. Why, why did you... I feel like you didn't have to tell me this. Yeah, but we thought it would make for good radio. This is the worst year. This is the worst year in the history of the planet. Of the planet. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh it really is crazy. All right. Well, we gotta, you know, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be real with you. I, I thought he was dead. Like, like a, a, a few months ago, uh, someone shared an article that uh, uh, Ravi Shankar died, and I went, oh, no, and then I read it, and like, he died a few years ago. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, and so I immediately allowed myself not to feel sad anymore, because, oh, he's that, dead. Yeah, oh no, this article uh, since 1972. Doing stand-up, uh, doing stand-up, I'll, I'll say, uh, you guys find out, Ravi Shankar just died, and there's always one person in the audience who will go, oh, and I'll be like, it was a while ago, actually, so you obviously didn't care about it, it's a good time, because I make a fool of someone. Yeah, I'll, that's my favorite kind of comedy. Oh, man, Leonard Cohen. All right, so we got some emails and a Crystal Corner. Uh, Can you explain to me the premise of Crystal Corner? Yeah, it's about people who love crystals. Oh, cool, cool, cool. We really like crystals. And we really hate ours. I mean, in a post-fact world, you know, we're celebrating the people who have gone full, who have gone, like, full... Crystal. Yeah, full, like, witch. Crystal... Crystal sure. Corner has never made more sense than it does now. I think, it, and it's continually making more and more sense. We are living in a post-fact world where feeling really does count for more than than fact. Yeah, what when... is fact? But a, but like a really strong feeling. Right? <laughs> S- side note: This is just sort of um, sort of relates to crystals. Why do they make glass dildos and butt plugs? Oh, because uh, it's a smoother surface. They're real smooth. But isn't, you know, it, da- isn't it dangerous? It's only dangerous if you're too rough, bro. Or or, right. if, or if you sing a really high note while it's in there. <laughs> you don't want to do that. That's, that's bad. Oh, dude, that's such a cool uh, murder scene. <laughs> yeah. For some movie. <laughs> Um, a murder she wrote, like right? a hitman, like a hitman movie or of some kind, or born, or maybe a what's the Tom Cruise guy? 
Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. Yeah, doesn't he always kill people in un- unorthodox ways? Dude, he jacks jacks him up, man. With a salt shaker. Yeah. Uh, Jack right. Reacher, the colon breacher. Go on. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, let's do an email, and then we'll get to Crystal Corner. Your advice is always bad, but tell me more about your dad. Oh, God, I am afraid to die. Um, dear frock crew, I'm fucking mad. Disillusioned with people I used to respect. What do I say to family members or coworkers when they start engaging me in political talk? Vince is my political doppelganger. I guess I'm a socialist and class reductivist, and I try to be a good friend, son, and coworker. I don't want to be an asshole. I reluctantly voted for Hillary, but I voted for Bernie in the primaries and did volunteer work for his campaign. I'm trying very hard to reconcile my anger against my ultra-Christian and anti-abortion parents or particular co-workers that I have to work with every day. Rehearsing insults in my head doesn't help. What the hell should I say to engage in genuine conversation with people that I have nothing in common with politically? These are all people that are scraping by and working hard, and I can't believe that they'd cast their vote for a con like our current president-elect. What do I say? What should I say that doesn't immediately bring up walls? Uh, side note, I've listened to the broadcast since Jonah Hex. When I started, I was a shithead 20-something out of college, and now my wife and I my wife. just bought our first house. You guys have been there nearly every week for the majority of my 20s and into serious adulthood. Love you all, Jordan, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, Yeah, I guess it's, it's a lot worse <laughs> to have that family in Michigan than it is in California. Like, I know people who are, like, yelling at people in California. They're, like, uh, they're relatives, like, how many of them And part of me is, like, ah, they're just trying to be different. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. But, like, in Michigan, in Michigan, it's, like, uh, that's a whole other ball game. That's a lot. I'd be mad, too. I'd be mad, too, if I, yeah. Vince, what, you got any advice for, for this person? I really wish I did. I mean, um... For me, like, I mean, obviously, I grew up in Fresno, so I got a lot of conservative friends and, and family. Um, sure, sure. I feel like I agree with them on a lot of things that aren't necessarily reflected in the candidates that we are allowed to vote for. Um, I just try to avoid it. I, I don't really know what to say other than trying to avoid it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'd, I'd personally be be like, I'd at this point, because of the fact that he won, my initial um, smugness about the whole thing and my skepticism of his entire campaign that he had any real chance went out the window and, and completely flipped my, my view. And I'd, I'd want to, like, try in the least insulting way to have a real conversation and a debate with with my fam, if I had any family voting for Trump, then I'd want to. I'd really because I am curious as to how they justify it. I, I'd be interested because, like a lot of the, them, I'd want to know the issues in which they 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 thought it was it was more justifiable to vote um, Trump than to vote either third party or or I mean, was it was it that they really hate Clinton? Was it that they really love Trump? I mean, these are big distinguishing factors because there's people who just love Trump. And then there's people who are like, they don't like Trump all that much, but they fucking hate Hillary. And they're like, well, if it's between the two. And I think that 
accounts for a lot more than than people I think think. Yeah, I think I mean I knew that going in. Um, I mean, the worst thing about Hillary was that like you like all the a lot of the complaints that they just make out of hand were true with her. Yeah, right. But the problem I always had was like, uh, yeah, this is uh, the, the, these are real issues, and this is all right. But this is also um, uh, run of the mill politics problems. You know, the, the, her problem was was being a politician. You know, so I was like, so how do you how do you justify? Um, I mean, other than being like, so I wanted to vote for someone who is not a politician, but the guy's done plenty of scummy things. So I don't know. I'd, I'd want to, I'd want to hear, I'd love to hear them out to try to understand, uh, because it's really hard. But then like, I I agree with you and I've done that before, but then at what point, I mean, at what point does that just get too depressing? (laughs) Like when you hear, when you hear why they think certain things and you're like, Oh fuck, really? That's what you think? Well, I mean. Um, I mean, but that's the thing is like, I, I'd want to know, um, beyond because like you want to know who you're justified in being angry at and who you're not justified in being angry at. Cause like, I don't feel justified in being angry at every Trump voter. There's right. like, uh, there's a, a gotta be a huge amount of Trump voters who, uh, I just can't be like, I I'm angry at, uh, a lot of the um, the angry middle class whites in in cities uh, and in places where they, where their problems um, are that they are just tired of um, their their voices not being heard because because part of me is like well, guess what we live in a society where uh, everyone's voice yeah, like because because it's not true it's not true that white voices aren't heard that's a fucking lie uh and what about italians you know, though I, <laughs> I feel as an italian american well, you know i've suffered some in, racism in terms of yeah but but the 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 point is is that your problems with racism specifically aren't as big as your problems with maybe getting a job or your you know there's all there's tons of other problems out there and i don't know i'm just tired i'm <laughs> I'm tired of of uh, the, this this lie about about white problems in places uh, that where the economy uh, you know is is no worse for that person than it is for for anyone else. Now, in more rural areas, in places like the Rust Belt, you know, I can't speak to that. But like, so that's why there's like certain voters. Like, I can't be mad at that many, you know, at like Rust Belt voters who were like, I'm tired. I'm not going to vote for someone who literally took my job away, you mm-hmm. know, and even though, you know, there, there, there could be good reasons for that. It's like, you know, I, I it's hard to be mad at that. So I'd want to be able to justify like, well, who was justifiably angry and who is just a fucking dipshit. Yeah. There's, you know? there's, like, there's constructive political arguments. And then there's like zero someone's like, like abortion where it's like, all right, well we either agree or we disagree on this. And there's like, no, yeah. there's no middle ground. There's like no compromise. It's just like, right. well, I fundamentally disagree. I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, like a lot of economic stuff I get. I had a pretty right, productive exactly. one about climate change where a guy was like, he was saying, like, you know, that there's no consensus among climate scientists, which is bullshit. Oh. There has been since, like, 
I remember 70s, in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, I mean seven. I remember in the eighties when I was going, you know, to elementary school. The, my teachers were like, "That's a that's a myth." Like everybody knows. This. And he's like, "Oh yeah, well, how come you know Al Gore said the ice caps would be melted by 2050?" It's always fucking Al Gore's prediction <laughs> that the, that oh. the ice caps would melt by 2015. That shows that there's no global warming. But anyways, I. I you know, I was able to work out with this guy. I said, let's see if we can find common ground on this. And I worked out with this dude on Twitter, like, hey, whether it happens 20 years from now or 200 years from now, the ice caps are melting. That's a bad thing. Don't you mm-hmm. think we should address it now? And he's like, yeah, right. okay. You know, so it's like, all right, great. Yeah, that's there, the thing. Is, is, is there are things where you can reach consensus and reach common ground. I don't think that, you know, like, there's, there's a lot of issues that I think people can go either way on. And, you know, th- that was the thing about, um, you know, uh, that's what makes race such a complicated thing, too, because it's like, well, well, Trump got like basically he like got like eight percent or seven percent of the black vote. Um, you know, uh, he still was able to get some upwards of like 40 or 38 percent of the Latino vote. Yeah. And, and like there's. There, I you mean, know, there's like bottom line, things. lots of people that voted for Obama didn't vote for Hillary. Right, exactly. And, that's and, been and so that's been what I've seen in, in most of the conversations I've had with Trump people. It's like, oh, well, I don't like him, but I just can't imagine. I can't vote for Hillary. I can't vote for And like, then you look at like you know, 54% of, of, uh, of white women, you know, voting. And, uh, and, you know, people are kind of like, well, how could this be? And it's like. Well, you know, you can you can call it, you know, um, internalized uh, oppression or or whatever you want to to try to weasel your way out of the fact that like that people just personally did not like the did not like Hillary and like not everything comes down to identity politics and identity yeah. politics is not that's necessarily going to rile the base. I mean, especially when agreed. especially when it's pure identity politics. Like, I mean. Uh, right. Like, show me, show me these these things, th- these great things that Hillary Clinton has done for women, and it's like I, I don't know. Right. Other than being a symbol for them, like uh, right. Yeah. And 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 that's the thing. I mean, but that's not to say that you you couldn't find examples. Um, yeah. But but it, but it is kind of like there is uh, a, was a lot of equating just her candidacy to like her being Susan B. Anthony. And there's, I think there's a lot, I think a lot more women and white women, especially in this country, aren't buying that they can't be president. Like, I, I think, I think there's people out there for sure. I think there's, you know, a huge percentage of women out there who are like, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I can be president because blah, 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 blah. But, but, when you talk about white women specifically, I mean, white women aren't that into the identity politics thing, because if, as a white woman, if you go too deep into that, you real quickly realize that you are the second most oppressive people in, <laughs> in America. And, and, you know, that it gets, it gets complicated there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Where, what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I, I would like to, I would like to talk, like if I had family that was, 
you know, supporting Trump, I would like to talk to them and, and, and see which ones I could really be like, fuck you to, and which ones I could be like, I get it. You know, I, yeah. uh, it, I mean, you, hard, you know, my position, you know, my position, which is that, uh, you want to appeal to people's it, self-interest because the, the thing where we just like call everyone racist and, and sexist while probably true in a lot of cases doesn't necessarily like yeah. win friends. It, it's not, it's not as inspiring. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing is, is, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just not as, yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Oh, my guys. All right. Matt needs a crystal corner before we go. Oh, this is insane. <laughs> I know. Uh, Matt needs a Play crystal... the theme. What? Play the theme, the crystal corner. You're not going to be able to hear it. Well, don't you usually play the theme anyway? Yeah, I'm playing it right now. Crystal corner. Um, okay. This is uh this is from Australia's Gold Coast. Mullum Bimbi man mortgages his house to pur- purchase world's largest crystal guardians. Uh the world's largest crystal guardians have completed an epic journey from Uruguay to the Byron Bay hinterland. The pair of 120 million year old crystals are the largest in the world at 5.3 meters high and weighing in at 19,000 kilograms. Uh, managing dreamer of the crystal castle, Naren King, mortgaged his property to buy the massive pair from a Uruguayan farmer. I don't want to share how much I paid for it, but we did throw the rest of our mortgage at it. Every cent, he said. I don't mind a bit of financial recklessness. Smoky quartz, amethyst, clear quartz, calcite, and agate crystals make up the geode. If they were the size of my hand, they would still be among the rarest crystals ever seen. I've never seen anything like it in 30 years of collecting crystals. We see them as a beacon of hope. They are a human charging station. Everybody is welcome to come and stand in between them to be recharged. This new addition has an energy of deep peace and grounding. We are calling them the Crystal Guardians because you personally imbue their energy by being near them. Uh, Years ago, they had seen us as offbeat hippies out the back of Byron Bay, but now the Crystal Castle has been visited by the likes of Princess Mary of Denmark, Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Imbruglia, and Katy Perry. Natalie Imbruglia! Yeah. I like her. Nothing's right, I'm torn. I'm all out of faith. This is how I feel. Dude, when she would say naked on the floor, oh... Yeah, you could just picture her naked on the floor, huh? That's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. Dude, really? That's I would what, picture it. That's what I did. Dude, it's uh, it's weird that we both did that because, like, she would say those words and I would think that. That's weird. I mean... I want to eat... Po- uh, what, what I did you want to eat poquito mas. Poquito mas? What's that? Uh, it's this uh, chain of Mexican joints down here in Los Angeles. Cool, cool. It's good. That's cool. Anyway, I'm sorry. Keep reading. No, we're done. That's done. Oh, well, it's, uh, it's, uh, well, that was a good version. That was great. Crystal Corner. We just, (laughs) yeah, yeah. 
Hey, what the hell happened with the New Balance? Didn't the New Balance like support Trump or something? I have no idea. What's going on? I've been driving a car for seven hours. Apparently, Leonard Cohen died, Rabbi Shankar died again, and now New Balance is fucked up. Um, what yeah, happened? New like New Balance. Uh, they I think they somebody said they were the first company to support Trump. What? Yeah, which New sucks because I just bought New Balance and I didn't expect that from them. I thought Why New Balance you've was like Subaru or some shit. People burning New Balance. Now you're a right from New New Balance Vice President of Public Affairs Matt LeBron on Wednesday, which LeBron said, "With President-elect Trump, we feel things are going to move in the right direction." Oh boy! The Obama oh, administration boy. turned a deaf ear to us, and frankly, with President-elect Trump, we feel things are mo- going to move in the right direction. Wait, I just wait. bought New, I, new I, Balance. I, I, I brand new oh, New Balance. I have brand new New Balance. Man, it's, isn't it so annoying? It's like, man, I, I want to wear my new balances and eat chick-fil-a and then they got to pull this shit yeah that's a big that's a bummer because uh because you just politicized your shoes and now uh now you're I'm gonna so judge dumb. you if you wear them judge me yeah whoever whoever wears new balance is racist god damn it yeah sorry bro dude um you know what I do love though is that I love that people are gonna like. I'm not wearing these fucking racist shoes, and then they'll put on Nikes who are made by children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, politics is so fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, nothing, nothing. Nothing makes me want to get out of politics more than actual politics. Like, like the, the whole. You know, I I enjoy writing the shit at at AJ Plus and whatnot. It's real fun, and and and, and but then. Today, we had to, like, this is a right joke. And I was just like, can we just do something silly? Yeah. Let's just do something fucking silly. Because, like, well, what are we, what are we doing? Yeah. I what definitely is, couldn't finish, definitely couldn't finish my fucking Doctor Strange review the day after Trump got elected. I was like, oh, man, really? It's real hard to, like, yeah, it's, 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 uh, I mean, People were comparing it to 9-11 kind of like half-heartedly, half-jokingly. And like, obviously it's not 9-11, but it's like, it, it has the same, the same, you know, kind of like, what's the future? What happens now? Like it yeah. had that same feeling. And, and, and I almost felt it more than 9-11 because it happened everywhere. You well, know what and- I mean? It was like. Yeah, it wasn't for yeah. people, and there's just so many people to be angry at. Like I have so, like right. I'm, I'm so angry, like in all directions. Like I'm angry yeah. at people for voting for Trump. I'm angry, like like fifty percent of the Democratic Party for thinking Hillary Clinton was a fucking good idea, and just like the yeah. general tone of Democratic politics for the last fifteen years. Like I'm so fucking pissed at that. Like, uh. yeah, and it's just like. There's 59 million fucking hijackers. That's what it feels like. 59 <laughs> yeah. million people yeah. hijacked and planes. Posters that, that told, us, told us it was all going to be okay with their fucking bullshit. Like, oh, the, but, Hillary's got an 86% uh, chance of being elected. Everything's going to be so great. Oh, let me tell you this. I read this fucking article that was shitting on, uh, on Nate Silver. It was written by someone at Huffington Post. And it was talking about how Nate Silver was hedging and he was putting his thumb on the scale and that, like, Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, uh, Nate Silver said Hillary Clinton had a 
I had a 64% chance. That's what Nate uh, Silver said. But our polls conducted scientifically and without putting our thumb on the scale has her at a 98% chance <laughs> yeah. of winning the election. <laughs> 98 and you know what? I bet they were so fucking pleased with themselves because they're like, fuck it, she's going to win. Let's put it at 98%. Let's shit on Nate Silver. And guess what, motherfucker? None of you put your thumbs on a scale enough. Yeah, my friend Mike texted me today, and he's like, "You know who? You know who's the big loser in this election? Nerds." Yeah, and he's like, "Here's my synops- he's like, here's my synopsis of this election: nerds, not super relevant." Yeah, it's like, yeah, this was yeah, a, this this was a crushing blow really, for nerds everywhere. This is a fucking super wedgie of gargantuan uh, like size. I mean, we're talking about this, this is. This is this is really embarrassing for anyone who thought they knew shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. And, and that includes all of us. We're all a bunch of dipshits. Yep. Those polls were, uh, you know, I always, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I, I always sort of fucking question how the fuck they were extrapolating out accurately to get these. I mean, that's the thing. It, a, it, it just was, seemed like, how can of, you talk to that many people and really figure it, it out? You phone know? calls. It was, they do the phone calls and then they do the online polls. And, you know, the, the, and the, the, it's going to be a while before they, they, they find any good reason as to why this, you know, the polls are so wrong. But it's clear, I think, people were just, Trump supporters in general were not saying the, who they were voting for. If they were saying they were going to vote, you know, I, I mean... Oh God! All right. Well, this is Matt, the biggest M Night Shyamalan twist of all time. Yeah. This is a twist I would have liked to have known ahead of time. I would have loved that, so so I don't have to feel this. Because now what I was... have to watch the movie again. I have to watch all the film again, and I'll be like, oh, obviously he was going to win. No one was excited about Hillary. Yeah. How did I not <sighs> see it? All right. Anyways, we're well, fine though. Everything's gonna be fine. All right. Well, guys, broadcast at gmail dot com four one five two seven five zero zero three zero. Joseph Clitico, thanks a lot. Matt Lieb. Hey. Hi. Great job. Hey, thank. Yeah, thanks for you know, thanks for letting us be on the podcast again. Everyone, everything's gonna be okay if you just follow me on Twitter at. <laughs> Leave one two three four five six seven eight nine. Again, that's leave one two three four five six seven eight nine. And mine is uh, uh, at J as in John, O as in Oscar, E as in Edward, S as in Sam, I as in. I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. Well, from our podcast to yours, we <laughs> apologize. Fuck you guys. We apologize. Fuck you. Oh. Fuck everyone. Fuck shit. all you. You guys are mean. I love you, Vin. It's all about all right, the fans. I love you, Joe. Fuck the broadcast. Right, Fuck up rocks. Fuck death, bro. <laughs> <laughs>